Hello, and welcome to episode 142 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charla. And you're going first forever. I did not forget on our break. <laughs> In case you were wondering how stubborn Charla is, this it is, is how yeah, stubborn. Six weeks since our last podcast, and we're still having this fight. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. We're back. We're back. We're back. It has been, it feels like a lifetime since the last time I sat at this desk. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It has been for you. Yeah, it really has been. Yeah. I've been gone for uh, about, my surgery was eight weeks ago. So nine weeks since the last time I recorded a podcast. So yeah. Yep. And I am a completely different person (laughs) than I was last I left you. So, well, how are you feeling? What happened? What have you been going through for the past few weeks? Okay. So the, the, the short version of it is I had to have a surgery, um, to repair, um, what are known as incisional hernias. Um, I had a variety of things, diastasis recti and, um, uh, ventral and incisional hernias. And those were caused by previous surgeries that I had had a lot of damage. I also had um, a tumor that they had to take out, which was on my one remaining ovary, which also, um, and then they had to basically reconstruct my entire abdominal wall. It was a six and a half hour surgery. They also had to take out my appendix and anything else because the repair is so severe, it, it, it would be very difficult to do any surgeries on my abdomen in the future because I'm basically covered in like mesh and tape and glue and layers and layers and layers of stitches and scarring and, you know, so I'm down a couple of organs. Um, I'm held together, you know, by a variety of, uh, ways. And it was a very long recovery. Um, it, they don't, the recovery for this surgery is not, um, thought of in weeks. It's thought of in months. So they, they consider full recovery to be after six months. Oh my goodness. So I'm eight weeks in, I still haven't even begun, been cleared to begin physical therapy. Um, and I'm still fairly restricted and like what I can do and move and lift and I still can't twist or like bend over a whole lot. So I'm still fairly limited. Um, but feeling much more like a person. <laughs> Which is it was good. a long haul. <laughs> I'm just happy to see you sitting up and being here chatting with us. Yes, I'm wearing clothes. I'm showered. <laughs> yeah. Um, but having surgery is, is sort of a crazy thing because it, it comes with all of these other um, so in addition to the surgery, I'm now in instant menopause and that's been a whole thing. And then I've been losing my hair because of the surgery, which is a whole thing. Um, so I'm down this, my, my little, my usual bun is down to a very sad little At thing least you have a lot. It's, you know, you had a lot to lose I have a lot anyway. of hair. I had a lot of hair to start with. So I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky. Um, but yeah, you can start to see the bald spots yeah. <laughs> if you were looking at me on video. Um, but anyway, so it's, you know, this will all will all pass. I'll get used to, you know, the new normal. Um, But I'm very lucky and I had amazing surgeons and I managed to time my surgery sort of in between um, COVID spikes. So, you know, um, I was able to, you know, have the occasional visitor and, um, you know, anyway, I'm fine is the bottom line. I'm fine. Um, I did have a return of my post-COVID, my long-haul COVID symptoms after my surgery, which I had been warned might happen. Anesthesia does weird things to the brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that honestly has been one of the biggest challenges of recovering from the surgery is not even necessarily the physicality of it, although that sucks. Let's just be clear. Um, <laughs> I would go but, stir crazy not being able to do anything. 
Yeah. It sounds really great for like a it's, week. Right. It sounds good for a few would... days, but for the, for the first four plus weeks, I was in too much pain to even notice that, mm. you know, to be bored, <laughs> you know? And then you reach that point around the six week mark where like you feel well enough not to be super active, but your brain has woken back up and then yeah. you're bored. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to, to feel well enough to be bored right now. Anyway, so that's it. That's my surgery. I'm well. I'm not going to be able to lift anything until like that six month mark. I'm still at like I can lift, I think, 20 pounds right now. If I have to is the is the clause. Um, if I had to, like if I had a toddler or a baby or something like that that I had to pick up, I would be allowed to do that. Um, but they'd still really like me not to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would use that to my advantage and be like, oh, Sean, I, I can't, I just can't do anything. Sorry. Can you, oh, can you do the dishes? Husband. Can you do the vacuuming? No, at this point I might, you know, I think my husband is relieved because I, I feel well enough to basically to, to, to be a pain in the neck um, and try to do things I probably shouldn't be doing, which I think he's a little relieved to see. Um, God bless my husband. Let me tell you, shout out, shout out to my husband because he held it down like he was cooking and cleaning and riding herd on our teenager which is a full-time job in and of itself you know um and bring you know bringing me you know breakfast and and you know Aww. keeping track of my medication he had like a whole little notebook with like every medication every you know when I was supposed to take it he had timers in his phone and he would we have an elderly dog who's having some health issues and he's managing the oh and we had a flood and we had a you know like we had, it's, it's just been yeah it can't ever just lot. be easy no it's just but he's a um he's an absolute rock star um speaking of husbands Heather how was um how was your summer break I, I had a great summer break. Um, you know, it started off nice and slow. And then at, you all know I had a trip planned to France and I was very nervous that it wasn't going to happen because like Sarah mentioned, COVID started to spike again. And I was just waiting for that email that my flights were canceled, but it didn't happen. I got to go to France um, and I had about five days in Paris, a week-long river cruise on Ama Waterways, and then spent three days at Disneyland Paris at the end, and it was phenomenal. I cannot tell you how good it felt to travel again. Um, and I know we're going to, I think we said we're going to talk about Disneyland in a, a, a whole podcast and kind of give it its own little do and what it's like to travel abroad right now. So I won't go too deeply into it just to say that it was amazing and wonderful. And I cannot recommend traveling right now enough if you feel comfortable. But um, the river cruise was on board Ama Waterways and it was we went from Paris up to Normandy and back again. So I got to see stuff that I really wanted to for a long time, like the D-Day landing beaches um, and Rouen, which is this beautiful medieval city in the middle of Normandy. Um, but what I was really excited about was Monet's Gardens in Giverny. I know we we tried to get there when we all went to France and we just didn't have enough time to fit it all in. So I was really, really looking forward to this. Um, and it lived up to every expectation. The garden was stunning and the house. And I, I think I was in tears about 30 seconds after I entered into the into the gardens. Cannot recommend it enough. But um, the big surprise for me at Giverny is that I got engaged. Justin proposed to me in the middle of this giant um, <laughs> lavender field, which was a happy accident. I don't think he planned it that much, but lavender happens to be my favorite flower. So um, it was, He's I'm very excited. Still. I'm going to get married, everyone. I, it was a shock 
I'm still a little in shock talking about it because I didn't think it was ever going to happen. Um, and I did not see it coming. Um, it was a complete surprise. Like, honestly, like I had no idea, like to the point where I was taking pictures of the house and the flowers and just loving my life at that moment. And I felt a little tap on my back. And I was like, what are you hitting me? What are you doing? Leave me alone. I'm here taking pictures. And I turned around and he's down on one knee. And it was just, it was spectacular. So I got engaged in France, everybody. <laughs> well, and, and you know, and so then immediately Charlotte and I are texting each other like, did you know? No, I didn't. Did you know? I didn't know. She was, she was literally texting me one minute before about some food she had eaten. And we were talking about nothing consequential. And then this. And I was like, this had to have literally just happened. Like the timeline doesn't make any sense at all. To me. <laughs> I I don't think okay so I knew apparently a lot of people knew after I like you know after it happened and we kind of had settled down and he was like oh you know I showed my boss the ring and blah blah he I mean you have to be very sneaky to pull off a surprise I mean even just like a little surprise birthday dinner like I know everything I noticed every little detail anytime somebody's behavior is out of whack like I know. And I've always been like that. It's very hard to surprise me. So, I mean, he was ordering rings from New York City and having them shipped to his office. So, like, he wouldn't have to go, um, like, shopping because then that would, like, alert me to something. But um, I think, you know, he had told his mom, he told a couple of friends and, you know, like, oh, I'm going to propose over there. Um, apparently, he was going to do it at the Eiffel Tower. And then I lost my bag. This whole thing. <laughs> won't go into it just me being an idiot um and so I was kind of like anxious at the top of the Eiffel Tower so like he could like he's like I can't do it now like she's, anxious she's like the word we're using for that <laughs> no I really like I wasn't in a bad mood I was just like I really need to get down there and make sure they still have my bag basically I left <laughs> it at security because they had two different security things like and I had to put my phone in this one and my bag in this one and I so I grabbed my phone and forgot to grab my bag Anyway, so I was just like very anxious to get downstairs. And so it didn't happen at the Eiffel Tower. And I was hopeful that it might. Um, and then I even texted Charlotte because she we were she was helping me with some work. And I was like, well, Justin didn't propose today. So I'm going to go drink some wine. And just like so I honestly was shocked and did not see this coming. I thought for sure, like when you had gone when you had gone to the Eiffel Tower and like that day was over, I was like, oh, mm. Yeah, same, 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 same. <laughs> because like I really thought that like I didn't think he was going to propose in France at all but I was like well if he's going to it's gonna be at the Eiffel Tower and then that day came and went and I was like well it's not happening um but so which I think makes it better you know so much like better. me too yeah. at Giverny like like that was everything to me like I cannot explain how excited I was for that day anyway so it was the perfect place to do it um but I he apparently um, had reached out two months before to my best friend from college and was like, I'm going to do this. Help me pick out a ring. And so Becky, if you are listening, I don't know how you kept that secret for me. Like uh -huh. even like days, like I would be like, you know, talking to her and she just had like nothing, like didn't tell me, but like shock. I, I don't even like I, my brain did not comprehend what was happening until about 30 seconds after like he's sitting here talking to me and I'm just like, what? Shut up. What, what are you? I genuinely said shut up to him because I couldn't comprehend. <laughs> so I was very shocked, very excited now. Um, and so we're planning a wedding, everyone. 
Yeah, you would think I was planning the wedding, by the way. Like, I'm like, I've like started Pinterest boards and like, I'm like texting Heather dresses. <laughs> I don't, I don't do Pinterest. I do Pinterest now. Now I have it on my phone. It's all I do. Play it. This is all Sarah's fault. Um, <laughs> like deep dive conversations about dresses. Like, here's what I'm looking for. And then she'll send me pictures. And like, so basically I have her shopping for me. Pretty much, um, yeah. And all of that. So yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I would rather be planning my wedding than working. So most of the time during the day, I'm just on my phone playing on Pinterest now. <laughs> and Charlotte, how about you? How was your summer? Kind of uneventful. <laughs> not nearly as exciting as others. No, not nearly as exciting. I, um, I had two trips planned and I decided not to take either one of them because of the spiking COVID numbers and the fact that my child is only 10 and not able to be vaccinated. So um, I err on the side, I'm erring on the side of caution right now. And, um, you know, we just want to protect her because, yeah. although, you know, good news is coming out, Pfizer and has is releasing some things. And we think maybe in the next month and a half, six weeks, they might have a vaccine for kids. So you we'll hope see. So. But awesome. hope so. Yeah. Thanks so anyway. I decided not to take either of my trips, which I was really bummed about. But, you know, you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Families yep. first. And Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yes. And so, and this is for, for anybody that's thinking like, well, Heather just went to France. Here's the thing about COVID right now. Everybody's situation is different. So Heather's situation is completely different than Charlotte's situation, which is completely different from my situation. So we are all making the best, most responsible choices for our individual situations. Heather was able to travel responsibly and to go to France and to enjoy everything um, and have an amazing trip. And she was able to do all of that safely and responsibly and within all of the guidelines that have been set by the government. Sharla has a young child who cannot be vaccinated yet. So that changes things significantly for her. Um, I have a teenager who is fully vaccinated so that I can't go anywhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also had to cancel a cruise that was coming up in about um, five weeks, um, yeah. not because I was necessarily concerned about giving him COVID, but my husband and I would have been leaving him behind in another country. God forbid the ship got quarantined. God forbid we couldn't get home to him. You know, he's only 17. <laughs> that's yeah. not, you know, um, that's just not the responsible Plus, choice to make. <laughs> where I live is not the best in terms of cases right now. So that's the other I X factor. Yeah. Can I give a shout out to my state, California? Yeah, shout out to Connecticut. Yeah. No California that we are the only state, the only state out of 50 plus Puerto Rico that has been downgraded from the red transmission level to the orange. Not that that's great, but we are doing something right out here. So yeah. go California. So um, that played a big factor in my decision and that stinks, but it is what it is. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really disappointing. I mean, there was a very good chance. I mean, I also went to a place that has a very high vaccination rate and France isn't playing around. If you're not vaccinated, you can't do a thing. Uh, and I'll get into this on our podcast about yeah, it. We're going to do an entire podcast about Heather's trip. Um, I was very lucky. Like there was a very good chance that I was going to have to quarantine if I got, forbid, got COVID while I was over there. But for us, it's just Justin and I, and we can both work remotely. So we thought, well, if we have to quarantine in France, somebody will deliver us croissants and we'll be okay. So <laughs> yeah. that's how we made our decision to travel. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, and that's it's just important to note that because our three experiences, we live in completely different parts of the country. We have completely different family scenarios. And so the, the decisions are going to look different. Um, and 
none of them are right or wrong. They're just individual decisions. Here's what should not necessarily be an individual decision. Vaccines. Yep, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Do it. And a bunch of you probably just hit the pause and delete button. And that's okay because we we are not holding back about this anymore. If you can get vaccinated, you should get vaccinated. Period. Period. Full stop. Full stop. I don't want to hear about... Um, I want to do my own research. What research are you going to do that the CDC and their billions of dollars a year hasn't done? I've never understood. Like, are you smarter than all the scientists? Yeah. I'm not. What, 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 I'm not. What, 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 you and Dr. Google are going to do? No, I have zero. <laughs> no, I have zero tolerance. We have all of us in our own individual way been directly affected by COVID and I'm over it and I'm not here for it. And if other podcasts and, and you know, blogs that you are listening to are not discussing it, good for them. But I feel that's irresponsible because this is the reality this is this is what we're living in right now. Um, so uh, you can send me emails all you want <laughs> <laughs> telling me, you know, that uh, you don't like how, you know, quote unquote political, you know, I've gotten. It's not or political. It shouldn't. This it's isn't a political public debate. Health, people. Yep. This is it's public, public health. health. Yep. It is not a religious exemption. None of the religions have said it's a religious exemption. There's it's not, not. Not one major it's religion not, has it forbidden. It is not political. Vaccine, so. It's public health. Yep. Yep, public health. So we have no, we have no, <laughs> we're we're not here for it. We will not accept. Uh, we are accepting no notes <laughs> on this at this time. We will accept no feedback on this. It is too critically important um, an issue, and we put out a sort of a, a graphic. Um, well, you know, while we were away about like what we believe <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so that everybody's clear. We want it to be super, super, super clear. Um, if you are listening to us, we believe in science. <laughs> we believe in data. We believe in masks. We believe in vaccines. We believe that black lives matter. We believe that LGBTQIA plus lives matter. You know, uh, this is who we are. Um, I don't believe that any of those issues are political or that they should be. So do with that information what you will. Most importantly, we believe kindness matters. Yeah. And that's an important part about public health. Um, and, you know, kindness and compassion are a part of this. So that's that. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. Okay. It's safe. You know, if you've all fast forwarded about 30 minutes or, you know, 30 seconds or so to get, you know, get past the, the, the COVIDness of it all. Back to the Disney news. So I don't know. I mean, it just seems like not much happened while we were gone, right? <laughs> Nothing at all. Disney no, took the, the no summer major, off too. No, no, it's <laughs> like no major policy changes or yeah. Well, let's let's say this first because I don't think we mentioned this. Um, this podcast is basically about catching up while we were gone. Yes. Yep. So in case, in case I don't I don't know if we said that or not. But this is the while you were we, sleeping podcast. <laughs> I watched that movie the other night. I know, that's what made me think of it. <laughs> so rapid fire. Here's just what we could remember happened while we were gone. <laughs> Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes. Space 220 opening, virtual queues being paused, the Ratatouille ride opening, California Grill's special menu for the 50th anniversary. All-Star Sports is now closed indefinitely and is not reopening anytime soon. Uh, there is a new spot, the Grand Californian Cirque du Soleil show is uh, in rehearsals and going to be opening uh, soon. Um, 
complete overhaul of the annual pass programs at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Club Cool has reopened. Really, that's kind of the only thing I care about at this exact moment. <laughs> um, the Creation Shop at Epcot is now open. Uh, the 2021, Walt, uh, 2022, excuse me, Walt Disney World Marathon will be held in person, not a virtual event, actual marathon. Questionable decision, yes or no. Uh, the Candlelight Processional is returning. Yay! Uh, fireworks dining uh, fireworks cruises, dessert parties are all returning um, to Walt Disney World. Steakhouse 71 is going to be replacing the wave of American flavors. Uh, the Finding Nemo musical caused an entire social uproar. <laughs> social media uproar. It was closing. No, it's not closing. No, it is closing, but it's a new Finding Musical replacing it. We'll get into that. Uh, where was I? Disney Cruise Line has resumed sailing and COVID protocols are changing pretty much weekly with every sailing at this point. <laughs> um, buffet dining is returning over at Disneyland. The Merriest Nights event is being held. While Disney World is also holding a holiday after hours event, the D23 Expo is being held in 2022 and dates have been announced for that. Tickets go on sale in January. Everest will be closing for a three-month refurbishment starting in January of 2022 and still not fixing the Yeti. Yeti will never be fixed, ever. Yeah, no, hashtag free the Yeti. Um, and then, of course, all of the 50th anniversary uh, statues and park icon remodels and all kinds of cool stuff have happened. So, not much. <laughs> they weren't busy at all. <laughs> they weren't busy at all. No. Um, but, even if, okay, so even if we hadn't taken a six-week break, holy cow, that would be We still could have covered all that. <laughs> <laughs> We still couldn't have covered all of that. No. Well, let's talk about Club Cool for a second. I'm really excited because it's all new flavors coming. Oh, yes, Beverly but is back. Beverly but, will never go away. Yeah, Beverly will never go away. because. But I'm classic. super excited to try. I don't even like soda, but I'm excited to try the new flavors. I don't drink soda anymore, but I, you, as you know, I will always make an exception <laughs> at Club Cool. So, yeah, because A, it's free soda. I mean, free soda right. doesn't really count as soda. Um, I love to try new flavors, so I'm super excited about that. It looks really cute. And they have sort of like the um, bar where you can order, you know, like... like special floats and drinks and things like that so. i also don't think now that i'm thinking on this like i think i'm a very bad disney person because i don't think i've ever brought just into club cool <gasps> i don't I so now you know i have to go and film him trying the beverly somebody remind me of this on my trip next month my Some somebody be in charge of this i need a message to remind me when i'm there in october i mean i think i think clearly that's a job for me <laughs> 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 yeah that's yeah i have to do that that'll be fun for me that's classic yeah you have to get his reaction to that um just tell him it's my favorite tell him it's sarah's favorite she, you have to try it for her you have to try it she promised she Did he, <laughs> ryan his first time there oh yeah we, when ryan was um I don't know, two and a half i think he were he was it was one of our first trips and you know he saw you know his father and i and his grandparents or whatever trying things and um you know, he, you know, he wanted to try it. And so we gave, we gave him Beverly as his friend told him that's what all soda tasted like. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask for soda again until he was like nine and had that's it at a birthday genius. party and was like, you lie. <laughs> <laughs> he still genius. actually does not like carbonation. Like he doesn't. He does, he oh, just I'm the same like, way. Cause my mom never gave me soda when I was yeah. little. So like, <laughs> I can't drink sparkling water, nothing. He mm -hmm. really, he really is still not a soda drinker. To this <laughs> day, so. That's great. Genius. Yep. <laughs> Feel free to use that, those of you with younger kids. <laughs> <laughs> or Justin, you know. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so evil. I don't even care. It's going to be so fun for me. <laughs> um, things on that list, let's see, that we are, well, 
All right. I wanted to talk about really quick. I've been sort of ranting and raving to anybody who will listen about this. Um, the difference between bloggers and um, journalists, and this was sort of highlighted by the Finding Nemo, the musical news, a Disney website who shall remain nameless, but everybody knows who I'm talking about, <laughs> who is sort of notorious for printing rumors, but not really identifying them as rumors <laughs> adequately, um, and has literally been smacked down by name by Disney <laughs> for doing this, um, started a whole uproar. Um, and it, it caused a lot of sort of controversy, you know, in the Disney community, as everything does, I feel like at this point. Um, but it really, to me, highlighted the difference between bloggers and journalists. And I want to make sure that everybody understands we, Heather, Charlotte, and I, do not consider ourselves to be journalists. No, we are not even a little bit, not even a tiny bit. <laughs> this is not, we are bloggers, um, which means that we give opinions. We try to update you whenever possible about official news from official Disney sources. And if it's not official, we try really, really hard. And we usually say the word rumor, 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 rumor about four times before we give you any of this information. Um, so there are some incredible Disney journalists out there. If you're not following Carly Wiesel, for example, you probably should be. If you're not following Brooke McDonald's, you probably should be. Those are professional journalists whose job it is to cover Disney news and be up to date and be super factual and get all of the official words directly from Disney. That is a completely different category than what we do. So we just want to... <laughs> When you are consuming your Disney content, wherever it is, whether it's on TikTok or whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on Instagram or whatever, you know, however you're getting your Disney content, um, just make sure you know who you're who you're following and what they are. Are they a blogger? Are they a content creator? Are they a journalist? And, you know, consider the source. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that block also got, uh, got into some more trouble this week for a rumor about something about like the cast members who aren't actually Disney cast members. Third they just cast work members. in the parks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. same, yeah. I mean, I think at, at, at this point, the controversy, like they're going for the controversy. That's they've, that's the well, position. That's how they're getting all their clicks. Yeah. That's, that's how, how they're, they're making the their money. Yep. Right. Yep. Which, and look, I get it. I understand that. Um, you don't want to be doing this for free. We have been doing this for free <laughs> for three years now. We would like very much not to be doing it for free. And so you're going to see some changes going forward as we try to create a career out of this. We want Disney Park Princess to continue. And the only way for that to happen is for us to be able to make money at it. Um, unfortunately, that's just the reality, <laughs> you know, because it takes so much of our time. Um, but we so won't be getting doing what they are doing We're, but we will not be we will not be suddenly becoming you know clickbaity and all that kinds of stuff but um it, you know it is difficult to try to monetize this type of thing especially when mm -hmm. you don't live in none of us live in orlando yeah. <laughs> or, or 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 can live in orlando right now you know so um anyway charlie you were the first person i thought of when i saw that <laughs> headline though that finding Finding Nemo the I musical know. had supposedly closed permanently. Sad. I was like, no. 
it is my, it is my favorite show at Walt Disney World. In case you didn't know that about me, um, but then they said it was coming back, and they are including some of the favorite songs. But I don't know. I will see what happens with it. Um, some of the emotional aspects of those songs would not be the same if they change the whole story. So mm-hmm. and they can't change the exact story if they want it to be the movie. Yeah, so if I it's don't... based on the movie, you can only go so far. <laughs> but right. And the, I, the my suspicion is that this was more of a contract thing with Disney. Like they needed to end the contracts of certain mm-hmm. people. And in order oh. to do that, they had to like, I, this feels more like sort of a legal maneuver <laughs> than anything. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. But it is, like you said, it, it is not gone forever. There is a new newly enhanced i guess i don't know <laughs> finding nemo musical that will be returning to animal kingdom so that could mean a lot of things that could mean they are updating the puppets that could mean projection mapping that could mean right. they are changing one word to one line that they're saying and that could be what they're saying we have no idea yeah exactly um what else were we excited about on this list that is not like an entire podcast's worth of discussion um, let's talk about Ratatouille. Oh, I because we've all gotten to ride it, just not at Walt Disney World. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Ratatouille is not technically officially open because it officially opens on October 1st and we're recording this on September 21st. However, they have had annual pass holder previews and they have had media previews and they have had various soft openings. So many, many, many people, um, have gotten to experience Ratatouille and gotten to ride it and gotten to, and we're not going to spoil the ride for anybody. So, you know, you don't need to like fast forward past this or anything. We're not giving any spoiler alerts, but, um, Heather, I'm so distracted by that ring. I can't even. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening intently. She's, here, she's got her hand up, but I'm like, she's wearing her ring. I can't. Sorry. Yes, um, I am that nerd that is sitting at home by herself just wearing the ring because why not? I have one now. So. Please. When I got engaged, <laughs> I like, literally would go into different stores and I would be like, this is my ring in Kohl's. This yeah, is my ring in right. Barnes & Noble. Oh, this look at my it. ring outside. Over here. It's sparkly over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's funny, Sarah, because we're both left-handed, so we're always gesturing. We're always using left hand yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> flaunt it, I say, flaunt it. Um, but we have all had a chance to ride Ratatouille, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. But just because it's opening now, um, you know, wh- wh- what do you guys think? Are you excited to ride it again? Like, what do you, you know? I mean, I just wrote it again. <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah. You literally like, just wrote it again. Literally yeah. last week. Um, so. Yes, I'm excited. I, I'm going to say what I said, you know, when we first were like when it was first announced that it was going to be opening. It's not an e-ticket ride. It is very cute. It's a lot of fun. Do I need to wait two hours for it? Absolutely not. Like, I'm also not going to buy a lightning lane for it or you know what I mean? Like, but it, it's cute. And I'm excited that there is another ride coming to Epcot. I think it is appropriate for Epcot. It is, mm-hmm. you know, it is based in a real city. And sure, no, you're not really learning anything about France, but it, it's something cute that adds to the pavilion. So yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, also, I'm, I just want to eat the crepes. Let's be honest. I'm going <laughs> to do street crepes and I'm going to do sit down crepes and I can't wait. Yeah, I really like this ride. Um, I'm excited to ride it with uh, English because mm-hmm. I, my, Fran- my French knowledge is very limited. Now, I know the story of Ratatouille, and you can kind of get it, even if you don't speak the language. I don't think 
anybody will have a problem with that, but I, I am excited to write it. Um, they did a cool job. I mean, obviously we all wrote it, but I didn't remember that they do half in English and half in mm-hmm. French at Disneyland yeah. Paris. So it's like, oh, okay, you, you can follow along. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just think that I think that the area is so charming. I'm also super excited about crepes. <laughs> um, I really am. I'm here for the crepes. That's all I care about. The ride is just really clever. And I love that it uses sort of the newer trackless ride system. And, you know, I just think it's it's never the same ride twice. And, I, you know, I, I think people, it's a great family-friendly um, addition to the park. So I'm here for it. I'm excited about it. Will I pay? Will you agreed though. Will I wait two hours for it? No. No, it's not worth that. Would mm-hmm. I pay for Lightning Lane for it? No. No. <laughs> no. Um. I, what else? Well, I'm. Let's. Well, we'll talk more about this when we get to like Lightning Lane and what exactly that is. But I might pay for Lightning Lane for it. Um. To me, okay. it's going to depend. It's going to depend on what else is available. How many do I get? That type of thing. Yeah. But there aren't that many rides. In Epcot, if you're just talking pure pure rides. Mm-hmm. So maybe I will. Maybe, yeah. I so, did pay for um, the premiere access at Disneyland Paris, which is their version of Lightning Lane. Um, not because I felt like it was worth it, but because what I really wanted to ride was Crush's Coaster that does not have premiere access. Um, and I needed... I really wanted Justin to see both. So we waited for Crush's Coaster and then paid for the premiere access and walked on Remy in Disneyland um, within three minutes. So that was worth it to me because we only had such a short time there. Would mm-hmm. I pay for it at Epcot? No, because usually when I'm going, I'm going for a week or longer and there'll be more time to ride it for me personally. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about actually speaking of sort of Remy and virtual queues and all of that kind of stuff. And again, I I, our, I think our our very next episode is going to be about Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and the demise of the Fast Pass system. Um, what is the difference between Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes, by the way? Um, we're calling about paying it for Lightning Lane. We'll get into it. This whole thing is so annoying to me because everybody's referring. Lightning Lane literally just refers to the actual Fast Pass entrance. It's not actually the name of the program for right. the paid a la carte Fast Passes, but it's so much easier to refer to it that way. And then, but yet it's also confusing. So anyway, um, however, recently Rise of the Resistance paused their virtual queue. Rise of the Resistance is currently a standby only attraction in Walt yep. Disney World. That's fascinating to me. So Heather, you have strong opinions about like this yeah. virtual. Yeah. You know what? I like I passionately hate, hate the virtual queue. It is impossible, next to impossible, to get lucky enough to get into this. And then if you do get into the virtual queue, you're basically held hostage at that park, whether it be Disneyland, Hollywood Studios, California Adventure, you're held hostage for the entire day until your boarding group number comes up. It's not as flexible as they would like you to think that it is. And it's just, it's so frustrating, especially out here on the West Coast where, oh yeah, I can just go to this other park and wait. And, but then when your time comes up, you're running back and forth. And it's just, I hate it. Either give me a regular fast pass or a standby line. If I don't want to wait two hours, I won't. But like, at least this way it moves a little bit faster and everybody has a chance to ride. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree with that. Um, it was, I've been fortunate enough to ride Rise of the Resistance a couple of times now. And that first day that Sarah and I tried to ride it and there was a glitch and we sat there and waited at Disney's Hollywood Studios all day. We were it was very frustrating. Yeah. 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 We were trapped. Um, the second time 
I wrote it when I was there this past April. We were lucky enough to get a virtual pass and we just got lucky. I mean, that's it. We got lucky. Yeah, but that's all it is. It's luck and speed and who has the fastest Wi-Fi and who has the, uh -huh. you know, yeah. The crowds have gone down and some people have said in afternoons lately they haven't had to have a uh, pass or they haven't sold out of them and they've been able to just go on, which is great. So maybe that's positive for it. Yeah. stuff like this in the future like yeah. i don't mind the actual virtual queue i think that's great but give me the option to wait yeah that's my point. yep um and so right now it is just standby only there is no virtual queue Fine so uh, Fine you know, i haven't looked at the wait times let's just a little I was experiment say, right now does actually. anybody know what the wait yeah, time let's, is let me, let's pull up the my disney experience app and see if we can figure out what the wait time is all right talk amongst yourselves i'm gonna look this up <laughs> um yeah, I'm just because I'm curious. Wait times. Here we go. All right, I'm in the wrong I mean, park. What is Let's... the longest you would wait for Rise of the Resistance? Like, would you wait two hours? I wouldn't, I but wait. I don't. I would. I wouldn't wait I would two wait hours. Wait an for hour anything. for it. I would wait an hour for it. I'm not uh, a big enough Star Wars fan. I don't think to. Part of um, it too depends on who I'm with. Am I with my husband and daughter who have not yet ridden it? Then yeah, we'll wait. I'll wait as long as they want to wait, and I'll ride it with them. Am I with people who've ridden it and they're like, meh, then no. If I'm there by myself, my max time would be like 45 minutes to an hour. So there is no wait time listed right now, um, which means I think the ride is down. <laughs> 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 because everything else has a listed wait time. Yeah, um, that's, that's funny. Yeah. That's I mean, it just... It, like even when you got the virtual queue, like the time that I got it out here at Disneyland, like I still had to then wait in line for 30 or 40 minutes. It's not like you walked right on it. So what is even the point? Just let people wait for two hours if they want to wait for two hours. I'm also bitter because I did not get a virtual queue twice on Web Slingers. So I still haven't ridden that and I'm mad. Just let me wait in line. <laughs> so it's interesting though to speculate because Certainly crowd levels are very low right now because it is September and the 50th anniversary hoopla has not started. Um, so it is very quiet. <laughs> Walt Disney World right now. Is this them taking the opportunity to take the system offline to prepare for Genie Plus? We still don't know when Genie Plus is going to be officially rolled out. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of speculation that it's October 1st, but it's currently September 21st and no official announcement has been made. I it's possible it could be October 1st, but the further we, the closer we get to it with no announcement, the less likely I think that is. I really yeah. think it's going to be October 1st, but like you said, like all of a sudden we're, we're creeping up on that. It's coming up, you know, in 10 days and we've got nothing. Not um, a peep. I feel like this might wind up being a thing where Disney's like, look at what we're doing. Oh shoot. We're not ready. And now it's not going to be here until like April or something. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of my concern is I feel like they announced it. And then they got really quiet about it. <laughs> like, In typical Disney fashion. Yeah. So I get, I, I'm nervous. I, and I'm concerned that if it does roll out on October 1st, that it's just going to be uh, a mess. I had a different word for it, but this is a family friendly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go with mess. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. I'm, but we'll, we'll get into all of that, you know, in a future podcast. Um, all right. So, like we said, we could go on about this for hours, um, but this is our first podcast back and we're easing back into things. So, coming up on our Patreon Extra, 
probably one of the nicest things anybody has ever done um, for us happened this week and it made us all just so happy and so weepy. (laughs) And so it was just really lovely. So um, we're going to be sharing that on the Patreon Extra. It was something that was put together um, by um, our friends, Kyle and Nikki and Deanne and a whole bunch of other people participated. And so it was just... Anyway, we'll get into that on the Patreon extra. So if you are a Patreon supporter, uh, stay tuned. That's coming up next. Uh, if you're not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. Patreon is one of the ways that we help fund our web hosting and our podcast hosting and all the expenses that go into this. Um, it's one of the ways that we're able to keep creating content for you. So if you enjoyed this podcast um, and you'd like to see it continue, patreon.com, you can subscribe at the five, 10 or $15 a month level and you get certain perks, um, including exclusive content at all of those levels. So you can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. We have an amazing Facebook group. I, I can't, <laughs> I love our Facebook group so much. It makes me so happy. It is the friendliest, nicest, like there, you know how Facebook can be, you know how some Facebook groups can be. Everybody's judgy. Everybody really judgy. We have the nicest, we have like the friendliest Facebook like group, I think. Nobody's Um, ever yelling at anyone or judging decisions or questions. It's very pleasant. Nope. I love it. I love them so much. So make sure that you are a member of our Facebook group as well. We have a page that you can like and a group that you can join. Um, So check both of those out. And that's it. That does it for episode 142 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Uh, Stay tuned for our Patreon extra. And coming up next week, Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes, (laughs) a la carte, pass it. What does it all mean? (laughs) We'll get into it. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.